Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hello again, Mike Williams of Genesis, and thanks again for joining us for Investor Insights. Uh, Today's uh, particular episode, we're going to call it the Summer Haze Hides the Upside. Uh, we've talked the last couple of episodes how uh, the summertime has a seasonal feel to it as it relates to markets, market activity, how people interact with the markets, what volume does. Obviously, it drops off. People lose interest. But in in response to losing interest, what typically happens is the uh, media process picks up. The hype uh, has to increase in order to get your attention it, because you're typically more interested in the beach or a trip or getting on the road with kids and family and whatever, which you should be, by the way. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, today's uh, episode is going to talk about the latest in the investor sentiment surveys. Uh, as we all know by now, the markets for a good part of this year and part of the end of last year have been in what we call a trade range, meaning a very thinly traded range of activity, up and down and up and down and up and down and back and forth over the very same price ranges. So interesting, we find ourselves only a couple percent away from where we were months and months ago. Uh, and we visited the same prices repeatedly. Uh, now, I've said before that what, uh, what a trade range is designed to do is wear people out. Uh, and because of the effects of the last two bear markets, uh, the tech bubble in 2000 and the real estate collapse and debt collapse in 2008 and 2009, those two periods uh, that effectively cut the markets in half very quickly um, uh, singed fear into uh, deeply into, I would say, the psyche of many, many investors across the audience. Uh, and what that leads to is a ingrained level of fear that takes almost forever, in some cases forever, to burn away. It doesn't matter what markets do. They just remember the pain of watching them go down. And, and because of that, it is the trade range that has the same effect on psyche and the confidence level of investors. Uh, put it this way, the longer a market stops going up, the more the crowd begins to think it only has one place to go and that's down. And the way you know that's how they're feeling is their sentiment falls. Uh, we've referenced the AAII bullish survey, bullish and bearish survey, a couple of times in the last several episodes. And again, this is one of those episodes I would say to you, a chart is worth a billion words. So I'm uh, sort of helping you see a chart uh, verbally in this discussion, but I would love for you to ask for the chart and feel free to send us an email at info at genesisinvestor.com. Ask for the sentiment chart and you will be as shocked as I am with the latest data. First, a little bit of reference. Uh, Let's get in our time machine and go back to the uh, pit 
of the bear market in 2008 and 9, the world was ending as we knew it. Fear was rampant. Banks were busted. Wall Street was collapsing. Detroit was bankrupt. Uh, and that was just here in the United States. The rest of the world was shaking in their boots because if the United States was going down, surely everyone else was going with them. Uh, it used to be if we, if we sneezed, everybody else caught the flu. At least that was the saying. But here's the thing. At the lowest point in March of 2009, when no one wanted stocks, the bullish percentage reading on the AAII survey was 18.92%. Uh, remember that number because this latest week, that very same survey and that very same bullish number was 20 0.4%, meaning one in five people feel good about the market almost exactly how it was in March of 2009. Now, the staggering part of that statement is that in March of 2009, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was 11,000 points lower than it is right now. I want you to let that sink in. Uh, what the crowd is telling us is that an 11,000-point rally has not made them feel better yet. Now, as uh, a manager of capital for 30 years, I can tell you um, words are not yet created that describe how exciting that piece of information is to me and for clients because it tells us that many, many, many thousands more points will have to be etched into stone maybe for years to come before the crowd is really going to feel safe again. Now, remember, our parents lived through the Great Depression, collectively speaking, and for many of them it never left their mind, even though it happened decades ago. Uh, often I will talk to an older person and they will say, Oh, you don't realize what it was like during the Great Depression. And I say to myself, but that was nearly 70 years ago. And certainly the world is not even remotely related to what it was in the Great Depression. But mentally, it still feels the same when they think about it. I think 2008 and 9 will go down as that mental marker for our generation. I think there will be millions and millions of investors who will forever be harmed psychologically, uh, which is a vital piece of investing, uh, for many, many years to come. So, so why is that uh, sort of important to us? Well, it means that with everyone frazzled, here we are in the summertime. Remember, we've talked about the idea, let's kind of pray for a little summer swoon. Let's pray for a a correction, if you will, to take advantage of. Because look, at record highs, every single summer swoon has been an opportunity, right? I mean, it was all at lower prices. So as an investor, if I can buy lower and get higher, well, guess what? I built wealth. Uh, that's our business. But here's the point. 20.4%. One in five people feel good. Four in five people feel bad. Now, if that's also the lowest point it got 
in March of 2009, you can kind of sort of devise this set of standards. It's very hard to get much lower. Like you might get to one in six, but that's not a long ways away from where we are right now. So here we are matching the levels within one percentage point, matching the levels seen in March of 2009, and yet the stock market is literally tapping on the door a couple percent higher to record all-time highs. Trillions of dollars sit in bank accounts uninvested. Let me tell you a, a dirty little secret about Wall Street and the market. If people are already afraid at all-time highs, there's only one way that money moves into the market, and that is the markets go higher. The carrot that brings people into markets after being terrified is not downside prices, it's upside prices. So why would a market go up? Here we are in the midst of watching every single headline, <coughs> excuse me, headline on Greece, if you will, Greece the country. Uh, you know, here we are on their weekend of uh, now the warnings are their banks might not even open on Monday. Scary thought, right? But what the market is doing is yawning, and it should. The entire GDP of Greece is almost what Apple sells in phones and iPads each year. So think about that. Uh, nobody would like it if Apple disappeared, but the world is not going to end. So certainly the world's not going to end if Greece disappears. Now, Greece won't disappear. They'll get restructured. But this constant fear of what's going to happen reminds me of what was feared before Detroit finally declared bankruptcy in the collapse in 08 and 09. We wrote early on in the fear process, look, let them go bankrupt. We'll stop worrying about it. We'll be much more productive and we'll start fixing things instead of worrying about the fact that they're going to go bankrupt. Well, Greece has kind of entered that same point at this point in time. We might as well let them go bust. We will be much more productive solving the problem of how to fix it versus how to worry about it. Worry doesn't do anything for us anywhere, and it's certainly not fixing any problems. So let's get away from the headlines. Let's focus on the good things that are happening. A couple things have happened this week. Uh, jobless claims have hit multi-year lows. Nobody talks about that anymore. Remember, everybody used to worry about jobless claims. Now that they're at record lows, nobody cares about them. Well, the fact that they're falling is an indicator of something. The other thing we learned this week is we got a staggering number on housing permits. In other words, the number of things that are starting to get built again, primarily rental apartments, also has something to do with why we're seeing very low jobless claim readings. And it comes in two words, Generation Y. They're leaving school, they're finally leaving home, and they're going to get their own place. And you know what happens when millions of people start leaving one stage of life and going to the next? The next suffers a shortfall. For the next many, many years, we are going to get new household development, and we're not going to have new households that they can move into. <laughs> uh, the, the very thing we were afraid we would never use up is now going to be in short supply. 
I would argue that in another couple of years, you're going to see a constant pressure on the fact that lots of people want to move out of their homes from their parents, but guess what? They won't have a place to move to. So oddly enough, the very same industry that was collapsing several years ago and was in fear of being oversupplied for decades is now running out of stuff, if you will. So that's good news. Slowly but surely, the energy sector of the market is realizing it's not going to end in the abyss. Sure, it's tough, but they're learning how to work with lower prices. They're raising money. They're selling more stock. Debts aren't going bankrupt. They're not losing their companies. Mergers are taking place. Effective responses to the new low price per barrel world we live in are unfolding. So all that's happening under the haze of summer, under the haze of the trade range. Uh, that's all good news. So while, while everyone's fretting over the baby boom retiring, let's, let's face some of those facts. Yes, baby boomers will eventually retire. But I would say to you that the baby boom generation will change retirement as we know it, just like they've changed every other stage of their life as we knew it before them. Uh, the good news is that Generation Y is just starting to come into the picture, meaning there's a good 25 or 30 years of a larger, more advanced generation, even than the baby boom, that will start affecting our economy. So I say again, pray for a summer swoon. Hope that prices will come down a little bit. I get more and more worried that we won't see them come down because people already feel bad. Look, when you feel bad, you sell. That's the reality. We have had uh, huge amounts of liquidations and equity funds. Uh, no new money has arrived in equity funds this year. Tons of new money still arriving in bond funds. What is that? The fear trade. Okay, that's... That's a clear and evident posture if you follow the tracking of money like we do. So, look, we have a choice. You can either uh, let yourself be trampled and enveloped by the fear of the end of the world chatter that seems to go constantly from apocalypse now to apocalypse later monster after monster. Have you ever noticed, by the way, that the latest monster is always worse than the worst thing that we could possibly have imagined right before it? Uh, this is a, a stage of emotional focus that is harmful. It has consumed millions of investors along its ugly pathway. It has scarred investors for what I would argue is thousands more points of upside. People simply don't have faith. But here's the deal. Fear and faith both ask of us the, the same thing. We are, we are asked to believe in something we cannot see. Uh, we are asked in fear to be afraid of something that has not yet unfolded, but it might. And in faith, we're asked to believe in something that's positive, but we don't see it yet. So, you know, humans, we'd rather see it before we believe it. 
for those listening, I would say to you this. Um, every single thing we have in our life today was the previous result of a problem. Something happened that caused a solution to be created. Humans created it. People had run into a problem or something was missing or something wasn't effective or something wasn't doing what it could do. And then something else was created to solve that problem. And that's what we live with today. Uh, imagine the things we have in our life today, the technological advances, even the advances in cars and planes and things in our homes and schools and what our kids can do today that we could only dream of. Well, we could barely dream of it because we couldn't even think of it when we were kids. But imagine all those advances. And yet, as we speak today, here we are feeling the same way we felt in March of 2009. So what now? Uh, look, officially, summer begins this weekend, and we have three months of a summer season ahead. For markets, as boring as it's going to sound, I'd like to see them continue to chop around. I'd love to see them sell off a little bit, and I'd like to see a summer swoon unfold, and I'd like to be able to take advantage of that for long-term clients. And I think you need to embrace the idea that that would be a positive. I hope we get it. I hope that chop continues. But we will watch and wait with patience as we have done for months of this trade range. But I would reiterate one thing. We are beginning to see the inklings of the impact of Generation Y. Uh, think of a, um, think of Cape Kennedy, you, you know where the shuttle took off from its launch pads. Uh, I liken the United States economy to watching the shuttle take off. If you remember what that picture looks like, imagine for a second the countdown of the last 10 seconds and Remember what happens when we get to five seconds. You see these huge plumes of white smoke as the engines ignite. And for those few seconds, those last five seconds before one, zero, liftoff are mentioned by the launch controller, you can feel the power of the, of the shuttle. You can't see it yet. The only thing you can see that would relate to power is the gigantic rush of the white smoke so that you can see the the engines are waiting to capture the heavens and and take the shuttle away from the earth's atmosphere but it's not moving yet and then the bolts explode and and zero is hit and then you hear the word liftoff and then you finally see and you feel the earth shaking if you've ever been at Cape Canaveral when it happens you can feel the earth shaking and you can see and hear the sounds and the power of that shuttle. That's kind of what's happening to the United States. We're being clouded in right now. You can't see it, but incredible power is building under the surface. We call that again Generation Y. It's just like the baby boom in the early 80s. We have to embrace the idea that as much as we want to be afraid, new horizons are ahead. And the people that are going to take us there is this massive generation of change 
called Generation Y. It's bigger than the baby boom. So remember what we described the baby boom at the time. It was like a big egg going through a snake. The snake is the United States economy. Today, what we have to focus on as long-term investors is there an, there's an even bigger egg, and it's going to go through that same snake, and it's going to cause changes that we can't even imagine. But the horizon is bright. So let's hope together that we get a summer swoon, the summer haze hides all that power and energy building under the surface, and then let's take advantage of it, okay? So look, thanks for your time today. We hope this has been a little bit helpful. Again, if you need that chart, I would say get it because you'll see brightly, loud and clear, the kind of stuff we're talking about. Send me an email, info at genesisinvestor.com. Ask for the sentiment chart. You'll love it when you see it because it has a staggering opportunity hidden in its data. We hope you enjoyed this day today. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great kickoff to summer. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for your time. And uh, listen, until the next episode, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Have a good one.